global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. This update's brought to you by... Brown University, where the new executive master in cybersecurity prepares leaders in law, technology, and business to face tomorrow's greatest threats. The Brown University executive master in cybersecurity strategy is the best security. The pound sliding as a split in the U.K.'s ruling party over European Union membership increased the potential for an exit from the bloc. Stocks across the globe are rallying, sending Dubai shares into a bull market as oil rebounds and metals advance. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. S&P E-mini futures up 20 points. Dow E-mini futures up 177. NASDAQ E-mini futures up 49. The DAX in Germany is up 1.8%. Ten-year Treasury down 7.30 seconds. The yield 1.76%. NYMEX crude oil up 3.6% or $1.06 to 30.70 a barrel. COMEX gold down 1.8% or $22.50 to 12.08.30 an ounce. And the pound is at $1.4105. And that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike. Karen, uh, thanks so much. Brad Hintz with us. New York University for years with Sanford at Bernstein. Brad, one thing that drives me, I know Mike's got some adult questions for you, but one of the things that absolutely drives me to drink is people blathering about banking who have no understanding of the size of these beasts. On the balance sheet at Fortress Diamond, credit card loans are $131 billion. That's that's almost a double from where they were at the bottom of the market. One hundred thirty-one billion. They have three hundred thirty-one billion commercial loans. They got twenty-eight billion in cash. They don't know what uh, to do with. And on and on and on. Goodwill, badwill, and whatever will summed up is something in the vicinity of fifty billion. These things are huge, aren't they? Think of how difficult they are to manage. Uh, well, and Jamie be- has said that on and off the record any number of times. People don't understand the size. And as a as a CEO, what you don't want to do is to go to hell for a sin of, of omission, right? <laughs> Something that you didn't know you did, right? It, it just it just happened. Uh and the uh it, so control is an issue and you see that in terms of compliance. You see that in terms of cultural issues. You know, I want to have trusted lieutenants working for me and that's one of the reasons why you see these banks talk about, you know, you know, I've I've worked with him for a period of time. You see the ma- management teams come as groups because how you know how do you ensure that you know you don't get in trouble? You try to make sure that the value systems are similar. The uh, uh, the banks have been shedding people right and left, but is that what we're going to see, or are people going to actually shut down business lines uh, and shrink these banks as? Uh, President Kashkari and others would have them do. Um, well, shrinking the banks, yeah, you know, there's there's certain. It's very difficult to shrink them, and and you know, you can you can carve around the edges, but it, it, it here's a here's a really good example. Years and years ago, Solomon Brothers, at that time a private a public company, um, and independent. Shut down commercial paper. It was a terrible business. It wasn't a great return business. And their clients rose up in righteous indignation about this, saying, I'm not going to give you any more investment banking business if you don't place my commercial paper for you. So you think of all these businesses that the banks have on the institutional side. They're all tied together by bungee cords. And the client relationships are, are, are mixed across the board. So you can, you can shrink and, and try to resize each of these businesses. 
But it's very difficult to say I'm just going to get out of a business without having implications to all the others. It's like a domino I, effect. This is why you're so good. That was absolutely brilliant, that bungee cord idea. Are the bungee cords a little brittle right now? Sure, sure. Well, you, you see the bungee cords with, uh, with, with Mr. Fink. From Mr. Fink's point of view, he gives a lot of business to Wall Street, and he's not getting liquidity in return. Larry Fink of, of BlackRock. That's exactly right. So, you know, so the, the, and why this, the, the model has broken. The model of fixed income was a model that said, I will provide free liquidity to you as an, as a, as a fixed income department. You will provide me flow and I'll be able to take risk against that flow. And therefore I will make money from the risk taking and I'm going to provide you free, easy execution. That's brought, that model's broken now. I can't do that. I'm not allowed to take the level of risk that I used to take. So fixed income has, as you take risk out of fixed income, the profitability of fixed income drops. Now I have a large balance sheet generating low returns. I shrink my balance sheet. Suddenly you have no liquidity. And there you go. That gets us back well, to the nature, thing. Well, uh, nature uh, abhorring a vacuum, how does that get fixed? Repricing in the marketplace. I mean, you can, you know, it's easy for us to say, right? You know, Larry, Mr. Fink, you know, if you want liquidity, you're going to have to pay for it. That means wider bid offer spreads. But that has a secondary effect. Wider bid offer spreads in, in fixed income. Lower trading volume. So fixed income shifts from being a flow business to smile and dial sales guys execute working trades over long periods of time, which is, you know, that's like a throwback to the 1980s, right? So we're seeing, you know, with baby steps, we're seeing a business model evolve. Well, I got to ask you, as the business model evolves, then, uh, what do you teach your students? Uh, what are you preparing them for? Oh, the... Um, uh, how, how do you manage Excuse banks, me, right? Cancun. <laughs> well, that would have been the old answer. <laughs> you know, this is an opportunity. Remember, um, there aren't many kids who are going in into Wall Street, and you're seeing, you know, you're seeing the technology. Everybody wants to go into technology. That's probably a wonderful time to go to the banks, right? Because if anybody needs capable management teams for the future. It's the commercial banks, right? They're the ones who, you know, they're not going to go away. The business isn't going to go away. We need, we need a generation of people to come and, t and take it over. And, and happily, the baby boomers are yeah. kind of getting out of the way. Oh, wise one. Why has Ruth Porat done so well at Google? What's in the pixie dust of you CFO type of analyst people like you and Ruth? She goes back out to Google and she's, you know, basically she could run for governor in California. She's done so well. She knows how to gain confidence with, 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 think of a CFO on Wall Street. In many ways, you're herding cats, right? Yeah, exactly. I, I, su I suspect, that, that. I suspect there's many, many, uh, comparable challenges that go on when you're, when you're dealing with, uh, with technology people too. Right? Yeah. The technology people think they know everything, which, and just as the traders thought they knew everything, and Ruth has to gain a consensus. She's been, she's very good at that. She is a team, she, she's a team leader, and, uh, and, and people learn to trust her very quickly. Brad Ince, never enough time. Thank you so much. Uh, Brad Ince is with New York University where I think he forces people to learn how to use a slide rule. We continue. Stay with us. Bloomberg Surveillance. Bloomberg Surveillance brought to you by New York Community Bank and New York Commercial Bank, the NYCB family of banks. Bank with confidence anywhere you see the NYCB logo throughout the New York metro. Visit nycbfamily.com.